Detweiler, and I invite you to come and join me as we take a pause in our busy day and pursue soul care, as we allow our bodies to slow down and our minds to be renewed with goodness, truth, and hope. This is PRN. Pause. Renew. Next. Hello, friends. It has been a few weeks since I've put out a podcast episode, but I am so glad to be back with you today. Between having kids home for Christmas break and virtual school due to weather and the flu and changing my work schedule, I just haven't been as available the last few weeks. But I haven't forgotten that we're still in our series on telling our stories. And it's been a few weeks since we spent time in scripture, and I wanted to begin our time together in 2024 spending time with the stories of Jesus. We've had two other episodes of Scripture Meditation so far this year, both being parables. If you haven't listened to those, I hope you'll go back and give them a listen. And then today, we're going to be doing another one of Jesus's most famous parables. It's also one of my favorites. Usually, I begin our time together with some kind of centering practice or a slowdown activity. But today, I'm actually going to save that for the end of our time together. So we'll just go ahead and jump right in. Today we'll be reading out of Matthew. And in chapter 13, it says that Jesus always used stories and illustrations when speaking to crowds. In fact, it says he never spoke to them without using such parables. You guys, I think there are a lot of different reasons why Jesus told parables. Again, parables are an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. But stories are so important. When we hear stories, we remember them. You know, if somebody says something to you straight out and you just hear it and you don't have to work for it, it's probably going to go in one ear and out the other. But if you hear a story, it's going to stick with you. Not only that, the characters are going to stick with you. Maybe the meaning behind it is going to stick with you. I read a book yesterday and I found myself the whole day kind of like going back and thinking about it even after I was done. And that's what a good story will do. Now, most of the stories of Jesus that he tells are about his kingdom. He is a king coming to earth. He's bringing his kingdom. As I've said on previous podcasts, his kingdom was here on earth. He was here to set it up. And so we could say it is already and it is not yet. I think when we think of the kingdom of heaven, we're thinking about future times in another space, like an alternate reality. But that is not the case. He's saying, I'm bringing it to you now. These are the things that I want to tell you about it so that your minds can be open to what my kingdom is all about. So as we're listening to his stories, his parables about his kingdom that he's bringing, those are the themes we want to be paying attention to. The already of what he's setting up for his kingdom and the not yet of what will be coming. Another way we could say that is, He's bringing the good news. So the Bible is not really about what you have to do. I think that's what we think it is about, like rules and regulations. Maybe that's what you've grown up kind of thinking it was about. But actually, it's not about what we have to do. It's about what God's already done. And Jesus is the manifestation of all of that. It's about God coming to us, setting up his kingdom in a way that we are participants, that we are a part of it. And how exciting is that? And in today's story, we're going to find ourselves thinking about it in terms of farming. 
Farming is a theme that comes up quite often, and I think it's something that most people can relate to. Even if you don't live on a farm or do any kind of farming, you can understand to the basic necessities of seeds and growth and soil. All of us can relate to that. So it's something that people could understand 2,000 years ago, and it's something that we can still wrap our minds around today. So if you want to read with me, I'm going to be in Matthew 13. I'm going to start in verse 4, and I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation today. And as always, we're going to read it a couple times. The first time, my hope for you is that you would just listen, just soak it in. Notice whatever stands out to you, and we'll talk about it in a minute. Okay, Jesus says, Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Farther down in the chapter, when he's alone with his disciples, he explains the parable to them, and he says, The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Okay, friends, as you listen to that story, what stood out to you? Perhaps if you've grown up in the church, it's quite familiar. Maybe it's something you haven't heard in a while. Maybe that's a brand new story and you've never heard it before. All of us may come to this story differently today. But I'm curious what stands out to you. In this story, who do you think the farmer is? I believe... It's God, it's Christ, who is throwing out news about his kingdom, his word, the seeds. He's throwing out the seeds of his kingdom all over the place. And I think that means where it's received, those are, those are us. Those are the people of the kingdom. He's throwing out the news. He's in, sending out invitations about his good news and into his kingdom. And where it, where it lands and how it grows that is like us. We, we are the soil. We are the places where it's landing. Now, these are only the people who've actually heard about his kingdom, right? Some people have never heard of it. As you're listening today, you count because now you've heard of it. <laughs> so all of us count as one of these four categories. And he's saying there's four different categories of how the news is hitting you. The first category is people who hear God's word 
and they don't really get it. Maybe they're preoccupied. Maybe they're not really listening very well. Maybe it like is foreign to them or they're not really interested that much. And it doesn't really sink in. And the evil one comes and snatches it away, almost like it was just a figment, just like a poof. And it's gone now. I've moved on. And then there's rocky soil. So for those people, it's like the word gets planted and they're really excited about it. Like they really, they're really joyful about hearing God's news. It's not like they're blase about it. They really care. They're excited about it. But they're not putting down good roots, you know? It's like superficial. It's not deep. They're not getting discipled very well. They're not spending time maybe wrestling with it in any way. So that root system is really, really shallow. So then when the sun comes out or the wind goes by, uh, they kind of blow away. Like hard things happen, persecution for God's word, and then uh, it's too hard and they kind of give up and wilt. And then there's the thorny ground the seed that falls among thorns. So for those people, they are putting down roots. Like they have to grow pretty hard to make it up and amid all those thorns. So they, so they probably are, I'm guessing, growing into a, almost a full-size plant probably, right? I mean, to be able to make it out of thorns, I'm thinking you have to grow kind of strong. But then all these, the thorns represent all these hard things that happen in life, like worries, anxiety, money like being preoccupied with needing money and wealth, pursuing things not of God that take us away from like running a good race, basically. So it's like they grew, but there was no fruit. They were competing with other root systems and there was no fruit that could be produced in that environment. And then there's the fourth category and that is good soil, good fertile soil. That stuff has been fertilized. It is ready to grow. There are good root systems. Those are people who hear God's word, who are discipled, who spend time with him and in his word, who grow, who don't fall away under pressure, but probably grow even stronger root systems, I'm guessing. And then when the time comes, they can produce fruit. Like they're going to expand the kingdom. They're going to grow the kingdom by producing more fruit. And it says some, not everybody at the same rate, some 30 times, some 60 times, some 100 times how much was planted. I don't think that we have to be preoccupied with how much fruit we're producing. (laughs) I think that's up to God. But we definitely want to be producing fruit. When God's word goes inside of us, we don't want it to come back void. We want it to produce good fruit in us, meaning the spirit the fruit of the Spirit, probably, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We want to be spreading the news about God's kingdom to other people. We we don't want to keep it to ourselves. Those are just some of the fruit, I think, that God's talking about here when he talks about his kingdom. Those are some of my thoughts. I'd be curious to hear some of yours. And if you want to message me about that or write it under today's show notes, I would love to hear about it. So now let's listen back through his word one more time and notice now what stands out to you this time. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across this field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. 
but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And in verse 18, he continues, Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Well, friends, the Bible says that his word never comes back void. So I know that it's doing good work in you and in I today as we think about it and meditate on it. And I hope that you continue to think about this story throughout the rest of the day. I hope it keeps coming back into your recollection. You might want to go back and read it again later. And notice, you know, each time you think about it, what shows up. And I'm especially interested to know, in which category do you find yourself? I hope for all of us that we're shooting for category four. I want to be the fertile soil, and I bet you that you do too. And so I promised that we would end our time today with a slowdown practice. And I want to do a breath prayer with you today. So if you've never done a breath prayer with me, it's a good deep breathing practice. But as we inhale, we remind ourselves a truth of scripture. And as we exhale, we remind ourselves of another truth of scripture. So today, since we're talking about the kingdom, our inhale is going to be your kingdom come. And our exhale is going to be your will be done. And here we go. Inhale, deep, deep, deep down into your belly, your kingdom come, and exhale, your will be done. Inhale, your kingdom come, and exhale, your will be done. One more time, inhale, your kingdom come and exhale your will be done as always I'm thankful to have been with you today and I want to leave you with a benediction may the Lord bless you and keep you may he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace I'm Jenny Detweiler with PRN Pause, renew, next. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus.